Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hey ho, hello, hello, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got an exciting show for you today. We've got singer, songwriter, dance music, performing artist Erica King coming on, and then we've got basically like almost like a music legend, Bob Curiano, coming on. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, before we go into our guests, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. I'm not speaking. Okay, then we're going to introduce our man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. I'm not speaking either. There you oh, go. Let's, let's freeze up on the union, union. We want unions. <laughs> we want a union. Hello, everybody out there in Kaka land. Now we can talk about President-elect Trump, who's coming. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, it's, not, it's not an uh-oh. I liked a lot of things that Hillary said. Turn up Ron a bit. And I liked a lot. Turn of, up Ron a bit. Turn up Ron a bit. Where's Ron? He turns yeah, hang up. Hang on. Just do it with this one. Then. Sorry. I told you I was too low. How's you that? Low, Is that better? Yeah. Low life. We need, okay. we need Ron. Yes. Can, I, can you hear me now? You know it. Oh, good, good, good. Anyway, I liked a lot of things that Trump said, but I really did not uh, like a lot of stuff that was about the both of them. This has got to stop. When I was a child, Eisenhower was pre- Franklin, well, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, when I was born, was the president. He signed my birth certificate. Eisenhower, Truman, Truman was a jerk. Eisenhower was another jerk. 
Reagan was another jerk. I mean, we've only had jerks for presidents forever. Kennedy was a whore master, nut job, killed Marilyn Monroe, got rid of him. So we've really had a history of garbage in the White House. I was tired of it. I didn't want to hear about Trump grabbing Poussey. What if Queen Elizabeth grabbed Big Cock? I mean, what would that be like all over the world? Queen Elizabeth grabs cock. She wouldn't be the woman that she is. She wouldn't be the queen. So we've got to stop this America. Share and the rest of you idiots that are leaving the country, supposedly, which will never happen, and Barbara Streisand included, do you realize how many Republicans bought your music, went to see your movies, movies and adore you? and gave you what only America could give you, you got fame and money from Democrats and Republicans. How dare you, how dare you insult Republican people? How about all people? It's really Wait a second. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the people that gave them the fame and the money they have today. You best kiss America's ass for what you got. And how dare you wanting to leave this glorious country that people are killing themselves to get into. Illegally, legally, however. What about that Chinese boy that was in an airplane and he froze to death because the airplane, he was in the bottom of the well where the wheel is. He snuck in to get to this country. And you bitches want to leave this country? How dare you insult me and all of Americans that supported you and made you famous? You owe us. You owe everybody. Stop the nonsense. We are all Americans. We are all legal. Legal? No, that's not the word I wanted to use. We are all Americans, yeah, and we're all the same. Okay? So we've got to knock it off. Mr. Trump may not be your favorite, but stop insulting him. Stop the nonsense. Because when you insult him, you are now insulting America because he represents America. So every nasty, dirty, rotten thing you say about him shows us, shows the world and us how stupid you are. Uh, unite. Makes us look terrible. Let's makes get us look terrible. We must unite and support this man. And if you think he's a horror and a monster, maybe if you work with him, he won't be that horror monster that you think he is. He may turn out to be a regular Joe who will do a lot for our country. The proof is in the pudding. And we must wait. We must wait. We must not condemn. We must wait and see. We had George Bush, who was a nightmare. So Trump can't be any worse. As far as Hillary goes, well, with her record, I wasn't thrilled. I think the Chelsea wedding got me. That one blew me away. When I know of so many people, young people, who are saving up their nickels and dimes to have a little $3,000 wedding in some pizzeria in the back room. And this bitch steals money. And, and no, I don't deal with that. And then Trump with his insanity and his stupid mentality, thinking that he's in, a, in, in, a, in the streets of New York City, that he can speak like a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker and I sound just like Trump because that's how we talk. We're rough and tough people. We don't have the L.A. Phoenix of, oh, I shot a beaver. We don't say that. We say, oh, boy, I'll let you grab her by the cunt. And that's how we talk in New York. <laughs> so if Trump spoke like a New Yorker, who gives a shit? Let's see what he's going to do for this country. Let's see if he's a man of his word. Let's see if he's going to bring us back to a time when we all could afford two cars, a home, and food on the table, and a vacation a year. And I lived in that time. It was the 1950s, right after the war. We got such economy. 
We were, my, I mean, everybody was rich in my neighborhood. I mean, we had a, a house, a car, and food. That was rich in those days. So please, join with me and the millions of people who are saying, let's get together. President Obama's speech today was brilliant. The way he handled the melding of he and, and Trump is going to be gorgeous. And they're going to work together. And they're going to make America better and greater. And said she's going to work with him, too. I got to tell you something. I never liked her speeches. I always thought she was an arrogant, nasty biddy. Like one of those bitchy teachers you used to have when you were a kid. You want to smack? I never really liked her when she shook her shoulders. with. The, I mean, she's a cocky little... Mm. Anyway, her speech was wonderful. Had she only kept that personality... The through, whole time. The whole time, she would have won. won. <laughs> and not been called the most hated woman in Washington. Women hated her. So many people I know used to hate her. They all wanted to smack her. I mean, who's going to have a president you want to smack? Had she had that wonderful sincerity that she gave into this morning's speech... I almost cried. I fell in love with her. She would have won. I forgave her all of her nasty, stupid crap. She made a lot of mistakes. They both made a lot of mistakes. They both acted like two stupid children, two stupid kills. Yeah, 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 children. Yeah. You're this, you're that. Well, you're this, you're that. Come on, America. You want that junk for president when we have ISIS throwing fags off of roofs and killing women? What are you, crazy? Fags, I'm allowed to say because I'm gay. Anyway. Just like the black people could say nigga, I could say fags. We're allowed. Anyway. I mean, it's terrible. We have got to unite and be one people if we're going to win the war against criminals, ISIS, poverty. It's the only way. There's no other way. And if we don't win with Trump, we're going to be finished because some group is going to come in and take over. All right, enough of my bellowing. Anyway, either anyway, way. I think we should all love Trump. Forget the stupidity. Love Hillary because she really did a hard job. She really worked hard to become, uh, almost become president. And I think they are both two tremendously great people. Stupid with the comments, but great otherwise. If they would so have just go. done everything based on platforms and not calling names, it yeah. would have been a lot cooler. And stop this Facebook blocking crap because you find out your friend likes Trump, so you block him. That's ridiculous. Or vice versa. Yeah, I mean, this is America. We have the freedom of speech, baby. And if I like Trump, I'd shout it from this, the rooftops. I voted for Trump or I voted for Hillary. I don't see why we have to suppress it and hide it because we're afraid we're going to lose somebody on Facebook. Well, you know what? Screw them. I don't give a shit. I got too many people on Facebook anyway. <laughs> I mean, I could use a, a, a swamp. What was it? Clean out the swamps? What did he uh, say? Drain. drain. What is it? Drain Drain the swamp. Drain, I could drain the swamps, and my Facebook certainly is a swamp. Either way, you guys, listen up. We had two, <clears throat> two, two, two people who ran for office. I, I wasn't in love with either one of them. I, I, don't, uh, I don't know if I'm happy that Trump won or if I'm not happy, but I do think that he won, and so like, you need to, like, the country needs to come together. Everybody needs to work together and, and make the whole thing like work. You know, it was a democratic system. Everybody got to vote. Everybody got to put their two cents in. This is the way the cookie crumbled. And, and, and I don't think you can be like a sore loser from it. You just got to move forward cause, and do what's good for the country, to unite the countries, for everybody to work together and, and make the world and make America great again. And I think it's going to be like another John F. Kennedy White House because that wife of his is stunningly gorgeous, sophisticated, elegant, well-spoken, beautiful to look at. Everybody now wants to know what her inaugural gown will look like. 
God only knows what design is going to have the privilege of designing it for her and how stunning. That's the stuff I'm interested and, in. Wait, and how, stu- <laughs> how stunning, how stunning is What's she, she going to wear? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> how stunning she's going to make the White House look. And his daughters, they're all stunning. And his sons are handsome. They're going to make the White House shine and shine like the Kennedy days. So let's be grateful for what we've got. We're Americans. We have freedom of speech. We have freedom of doing whatever we want. And we all are equal. Whoever thinks they're not equal, well, sorry for you. There you go. What's on our show today? All right, so we're going to have a fun show today, everybody. We've got Erica Kane coming in. She was on our show, I think, our very first year, so Ron wasn't on the show with us then, and she was just kind of getting started out. And That's now when she's the show a, was dull. And now she's a superstar. Listen, and I thought it was Erica Kane from the soap opera. It's not. That was, uh, uh, what's her face? My neighbor. I lived right down the road from I know, her. And I forgot her name. Isn't that funny? Uh, oh, my God. I, my daughter, Deirdre, played with her daughter. What the hell is her name? Lucci. Susan Lucci. Oh, Susan Lucci. Lucci. Susan Lucci lived up on the hill from where we lived when we lived in Garden City, Long Island, because that's where Susan, uh, Susan Lucci lives. That's funny. So it's not Jessica Kane, her character. Erica Kane. Erica, whatever the hell, same thing, Erica, Jessica, Louie. What is it? So, matter? Chad, what's it like in Florida? It's raining in 50 here. No, it's nice down here. I don't know. It's like uh, upper 60s in the morning and night, and I don't know, maybe high 70s, low 80s during the day. Not too humid. So we're starting to get that little shift of uh, change here in Florida. Absolutely. Good, good, good. We nice. may be coming down to Florida on, on January, and I forgot why. Why? Are we I, I don't actually know I why. never told you why. There's wow. a re- No, there's a reason. <laughs> Somebody's – there's a reason. Oh, Jesus Christ, I tell you, getting old is a bitch. I don't remember where I am half the time. Just come on down. We'll leave a light on for you. Yeah, no, but seriously, I need a bright light. Um, <laughs> I forgot why we're going to Florida, maybe, to do something, to support somebody. I, I, it'll come to me, I'll tell you. I don't know, so I can't help. Yeah, I, I told this person, whoever the people are, oh, yes, we'll, we'll be there sometime in January. We didn't, we didn't give a shout-out to the chat room. What's up, chat room? <laughs> I see Goddess is in the chat room. Hello, Goddess. We got Iris, who's Hope2259 on Twitter. We have Cindy Lady Lake. We have... Uh, uh, Irish Ginger from the Irish Ginger Show, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY.com. We have, uh, I'm not sure who some of these other people are, so hello other people. I don't know if Jimmy McCrary's in there or not, but check out the AquariusView.com for all the great indie news, what's going on in the world. Follow at the Aquarius View and follow at Lady Lake Music. And Goddess is at Goddess underscore Goddess 111, I think. Say hi to Goddess. No. Why not? Because I want to be mean. Oh, that's not nice. Hi, Goddess. How are you, my dear? You know, Goddess, if Cher leaves the country, I hope she leaves behind all of her wigs, her elastics to pull her face back, her artificial bra with the big tits in it, her hips, that's artificial, and some of her gowns. This way I can go back in the business to impersonate Cher. We also want to say hi to uh, Jen, Lady Lake. Is in the chat room. Hello, Jen and Hannah Clive from London. A uh, performance from London. London, I tweet with a lot. So, uh, hello, everybody, and and love to have both ladies from Lady Lake Music in the chat room. We love you guys. You guys are fabulous. There you go. What's that? So, did we lose any people because we defended America? Oh, I don't know. I, really I couldn't care. see who we got. Well, I feel this way. Anybody that feels they want to leave the country because of a president really doesn't love their country. 
I wouldn't leave this. You'd have to kill me to get me out of this country. I've lived out of this country, by the way. I, when I was 16 years old, I lived in Italy because my parents uh, found out that I was hanging out with homosexuals. In <laughs> 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 Greenwich Village, they said, you're hanging out with homosexuals. I said, darlings, whatever gave you that idea? <laughs> anyway, my father said he's got to go to Italy because there are no homos in Italy. Well, could you imagine being 16 years old in Genoa, walking down the streets at night? I had five guys follow me. And especially when you had to look treen in the street, you know, it was a trough, and five guys were in a row peeing, and two were checking each other out and grabbing meat. I mean, it was, it was a, forget about it. Italy, there's more homos, but they're married. You know, the Italian men, they'll go to bed with you, and they'll say, you're gay, I'm not, because you have to do everything, and they just lay back and get pleasure. Well, not with this one. So that was that. So my father sent me to Genoa, Italy to get away from homosexuals. How do you like them apples? That's hmm. just hilarious. So I came I back. I came back and I was I, I remember my mother and my mother was there too. And I would be in my grandmother's kitchen and I would hum television show songs and she would have to guess what song it was. That's how homesick we were. We want to give a shout out in the chat room to Bruce Jackson's in the chat room. He's at Bruce Wayne on Twitter, and uh, he's owner of Blast FI and J Media FM, who does great, great uh, interviews and stuff with us. So we want to say hello to him. And now we've got our first guest, who's There's actually Erica Skyping Kane, in, and it's not Susan Lucci. Hey, Erica, can you hear me? <laughs> I can. How are you doing? Fantastic. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. I'm so excited to be back on your show. Thank you. Hang on one second. Hey, Chad, I hear like a, an echo. Is that her or is that uh, you? Mm, I don't know. Maybe Erica maybe turn down the speakers at the Turn the speaker there. down a little teeny bit. Might All be right, getting kickback. Is that That's, better? Yes. Much better. Much better. Good, 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 good. Okay, so here's what we're going to do, Erica. We're going to do a little uh, introduction to you, a new one, now that we know you're working and that you can hear us. Uh, and that way we can have a great introduction for the television show that we're doing. And, uh, and, and then we'll get started. How's that? Sounds perfect. All right. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the gym. Is, uh, I messed that one up. Take oh, my two. gosh. Take, take, take two. Take two. <laughs> All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. No, see, I still hear it though. Well, well you turn right. the volume down a little teeny bit more. You gotta get through. Or if this you have trip. any headphones, I... use headphones. All right. How about how about this? Say uh, something else. Check, 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 check one, two. Yeah, that seems better. I don't hear an echo. Okay, I heard the echo. Okay, but, here we go. But then I don't hear anything. I'm half deaf. <laughs> Take three. <laughs> All right, everybody, here we go. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, BSE recordings artist Erica Kane. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. We're very excited to have you. Before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Heard all about you. I'm so happy that you're here. Jimmy warned me. He said, be good, <laughs> behave. I told him he has to behave. But I can't behave because... Oh, I'm, no, don't behave. Of course no not. Of course not. So, yeah, Erica Kane, because they didn't hear this before, was the character for Susan Lucci on uh, My Stomach Turns. All My Children. Whatever. My Stomach Turns. <laughs> and um, she, was, she lived up the road from me, up on the hill. And my daughter, Deirdre, used to play with her daughter. My daughter, Deirdre, has played with more stars. She's played with Lucci's kid, Angie Voigt, or who's Angelina Jolie, and the Liv room, Tyler and Liv Tyler, they all went to the same kind of schools. Oh wow! And 
and my daughter's an actress. You think one of them would help her? <laughs> I think they, and they all loved her. They all so hold on though, you're you're going too fast because we didn't do all our introductions. You're supposed to do that after. Oh, I got to introduce Chad again. No, Who cares? she cares. Hey, she we want to introduce you to Chad Murphy, the man behind the boards. Hey, Chad. Hello, welcome back. It's been a while. Thank you. I know. Um, it's been too long, actually. But do you know how cute Chad is? Oh boy, here we <laughs> no, go. No, she can't see him. She can't see Chad. Chad is a hottie. He's yeah. built like Popeye. He's built like Popeye, and he's good looking. <laughs> he's got a gorgeous profile. All right, so he eats his spinach. So we have a chat room then full of people. Well, he eats so, more than spinach. Hang on, we have a chat. If it's not wax, it could look like spinach. Oh, oh listen to you. Wrong. Stop that. All right, so we have a chat room full of people. Say hello to everybody in the chat room. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. There you go. And say hi to Bruce Bruce Jackson because I know he's in the chat room. I saw him in there. So say hey, hey to Bruce. Yes, shout out to Bruce Jackson. And, and Hannah Clive, I guess you probably know her from Twitter. Um, she's yes. from the UK. She's in the chat room, and the the women from Lady Lake Music are in the chat room. They're fabulous. Oh, and, yes, beautiful. And so you got a lot of fans in the chat room, and we're very excited. So so this is really kind of like a a throwback show for me in a way because the first time we had you on, I think it was a really long time ago. It was when your first album came out, I believe. Mm-hmm. And and we had only been on the year the air for about a year, so both of us were kind of starting out a little bit. Right. And actually, I think you were more well known than we were at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, well, she's and, not well known now. You're still not well known. I know I'm still not well known, but either way, but we had a good time, and it's kind of cool to see the he's, progression. He's well known in Central Park in the cruising area, <laughs> but he's not known <laughs> to the world. But it's kind of cool to see that in, in you know in like five years, how like you've become like this great recording star. You've had all these like huge hit songs, and we're the number one web show in the world. And so we both kind of like. You know, grown together, and it's very exciting to have you back. So I just wanted to say welcome back, and and I'm really happy that everything's going so well for you. Absolutely, thank you so much, and I'm well. Every I'm so happy everything's going well for you. So it's kind of like a celebration anniversary. That's right. Well, he ma- he ma- That's because ma- I married him. He married me. I ha- I was mm-hmm. I've I've been in TV forever, and mm-hmm. he married me and brought me into radio, and tele well radio. And then I said I don't do radio, and then we brought television in. Right. Um, doing radio is so difficult and people don't get it. Television is easy when you're an interviewer because you watch the person's mouth and you know when it stops and then you're able to speak. But on radio, you don't know what the hell is going on, so you <laughs> always talk over them. And when I first came on the show, it was terrible because they would be still talking and I would ask the next question. That's right. not even relevant. Who gives a shit? I know, but it's just fun to talk about it anyway. So also, anyway, we have- so since I'm on the show... It's become the number one show in the world, and it's very popular. So not that I had anything to do with it, of course. (laughs) Well, congratulations. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, the marriage is good. The show stinks, but the marriage is good. He thinks the show stinks, even though, like, I think we have 91 million plays on SoundCloud in, like, a year and a half. You know know what I'm used to? I'm used to three cameras. I'm used to three cameras, proper lighting, a staff of people to do things for us, engineers, you know, people to make sure we'd look good. Mm-hmm. And when you do this, this this kind of reality stuff, you look like shit. You don't know what the hell you're talking about because <laughs> you have no script. You're not scripted. So you just go out here and you're freelance and either you do or die. And if you say the wrong thing, you've got 90 people jumping down your throat. <laughs> you know. right. We don't have to worry about it. We say the wrong thing all the time. I no, also I, I was just talking about Trump and, and Trump's coming into office and I think I don't want to talk about no, no, politics. No, I, I want to <laughs> just talk to her. We all have to support him and come together as a country. Don't you agree? Divided we fall how is it how does it go? 
together we con- no divided we fall something we conquer together we conquer and i think if we're going to still stay democrat and republican we're not going to go anywhere we got to get together and become american you know what i mean i agree totally yeah i think like obama said this morning that's what obama said he said we cannot be divided we must come together as a nation yeah, we can't we can't let this totally just upset us for years and years. It, no. if, if this proves anything, it proves that we have to come together as people and and look within and and find a way to to create change. You know, we can't just you know we can't just be upset you know forever and ever and call names act like stupid no, they children. Said, they, they wrote in the chat room, "It's united we stand, divided we fall." You know, I, I, you know no, I got and somebody from England wrote that. <laughs> I must I must defend myself. If you read my Facebook page, I wrote it correctly. But, you know, I get very involved in this divided shit. We're gay, Jimmy and I, and we live in a straight world and it divides us from so many things that straight people can do. Like Jimmy and I are looking for a house and we have to find a house in a gayish neighborhood so that we have some of our own around. Whereas straight people can live anywhere they want because they're all straight. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 terrible to be the minority of anything, a black minority, Hispanic and minority, gay minority, Jewish minority, whatever the hell you want to be. We all just need to be people. We need to be people and we need to, you know, black people stop living in black neighborhoods. I hate that. And white people, if a black person moves in, stop moving out. We right. got to all live together. Black, white, Chinese, Hindu, guts and a ghoul. Right. I don't That's care what, what America is. That's right. I know, but we're so divided because here in Pennsylvania, I could take you to an Italian neighborhood, a Jewish neighborhood, a Hispanic neighborhood, a black neighborhood, an Asian neighborhood. You can't take it just to a neighborhood where you see everybody. Where everybody <laughs> is, and that pisses me off. Mm-hmm. How lovely could it be? I remember when my grandmother came to this country in the 1800s. She had a lady down the hall, Mrs. Savak, who was Jewish, who, didn't, who spoke Yiddish. My grandmother only spoke Italian, yet they were friends. They used to share cooking recipes. Mm -hmm. And how lovely it was in those days because you had Italians, Jews, Spanish, everybody living downtown New York. And it was a beautiful, everybody got along. Right. Why can't we get along today? Maybe you can help us get along by writing some music about it. So people will hear Actually, music. She's got a song that we're going to play today, and I, I don't, I didn't listen to all the lyrics, but it's called "Liberated," isn't oh, it? Oh wow, I'm I'm segueing in. <laughs> See that? I'm segueing in, and I didn't even get it. See, it's all natural. It's all natural. That's right. You gotta like well, love it. For you, my darling. For you, if you wrote a song to bring us together. I'm going to love you a first lot. First of all, you guys, listen up. First of all, because we're going to talk a little bit about Erica's history and then come to her new album that she's just got out. But you can follow Erica um, at A-R-I-K-A-K-A-N-E. It's Erica with an A on Twitter. So she's Erica Kane on Twitter. And you can check out her website. It's EricaKane.com. Um, so how many records now have you actually released? Oh, my goodness. Three. Not singles. Yeah, not singles. Like full albums. Because like, I think there's three or right, four, right. right? Three officially released albums. Um, uh, probably about five singles separate from that, and now the remix album, which just released uh, the beginning of this month. So four albums total. Okay, are we, so we going to hear your Liberty Ab- song today? Yeah, we're going to hear it in a little bit. Oh, so, good, I want to okay, hear so that. Okay, so the I'm first time we had that. you on, you had Erica Kane. The album was called Erica Kane, mm-hmm. and then, um, then you you uh, uh, released Through the Veil. Is that right? No, there was one before that. Okay. 2012, I released my second album. It was called Substance. Okay, Substance. And then, 
And then you released Through the Veil, which was only like a year and a half ago or something, right? Or two years ago. Correct. Yeah, um, the end of 2014, I released Through the Veil. I have to tell you, Through the Veil is the bomb. It is such yeah. a good album. Uh, they're all good albums, but Through the Veil, like it's like every song is like a hit. And I went looking on iTunes because, you know, you always go on iTunes. I, I don't know if everybody does this, but when you buy music, you go on iTunes to see like how many songs have like lots of bars on them. Uh-huh. And when you go on through the veil, there's I think there's like nine songs maybe or ten. I don't know how many songs, but all almost every song has a full bar on it, which that sh shows you what a great album it actually is. See? You know, because it's not like one song out of twelve everybody liked and they hated all the rest of them. They liked every song they liked. Yeah. I don't I don't go to those places to buy music ever because I have our guests send it to us. Oh well, I got I have her so music too. What, what did you get? What like you, you get out of this girl? I got a, I got her a whole new album that we're oh, going to be talking about in a am second. I, am I going to like it? You're going to love it. Actually. Then put it in the car. No, you're going to love it. Because we we have a, we have trips to Long Island next weekend from Pennsylvania, and when we're in the car, I only play uh, Wendy Moten. I play uh, my sweetheart. What's Joya it? Bruno. Joya Bruno, who I love. I have so many. Actually, she might know. Do you know who Wendy Moten is? I she, she sang a song. She, oh, was, she's was supposed to be like wonderful. the next Whitney Houston, and unfortunately, she didn't get that big. But she did have a couple number one hits coming in and out of the rain. She sings like a lot of ballads and stuff. She sings everything. And, and, and she's and also roll, the backup spiritual. singer for like uh, now. I think she's on tour with like Michael McDonald or and somebody. Julio Inglés. I mean, she's anyway. We, I have so many people, and if I love your album, you'll be in my car. Yeah, you're gonna love it. Now, I, already I know want to you're tell you it. what the advantages of being in my car. I I drive an Audi TT convertible. And when I'm in the city, I put my music on. Well, months and months ago, a guy in the car next to me said to me, who is that singing? Oh, my God, I love that song. I've been following you for 10 blocks <laughs> at every light just to hear that song. And I forgot who. I think it was Joya. Joya Bruno singing uh, uh, the, the, the James Bond song that I yeah, love. For Your Eyes Only. For Your Eyes Only. We're going to play that later. We're going to play that. And so now I'm going to do the same thing for you. When I drive in Manhattan, I'm going to blast you. And if they say, oh, I love that song. Who is she? I'm going to say, it's oh, Erica that, Kane. no, I'm not going to say Erica Kane because I'm <laughs> going to forget that name. I'm going to say it's Susan Lucci. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, so let's go Erica Kane, you idiot. <laughs> no, no, we're going to go back. So you have through the veil and I want to just because I want to bring it up because You've done a whole new thing now with this new record, so I want to talk a little bit. Basically, like your 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 other albums and through the veil, it's it's like basically like classic, beautiful, fantastic, like R and B music is kind of oh, like I how that. I how, how I would like That's address my favorite. it. And my you favorite, did, and you, and I mean, and it's very very classic. You've had all kinds of like you know huge hits and everything, uh, and on there you did a ballad with Brian McKnight. It's called "It's There, It's There," featuring Brian McKnight, who's like a super super superstar. Mm -hmm. And and that is like one of the most beautiful songs, and I have to tell you, like, well, play the friggin' music. We're not I'm playing it. Just wait. You're giving me an erection. I know, but I can't without any. any well, we're not playing that song anyway. I'm talking about it. I'm helping. I know, her but stuff. you're giving me an erection know, with the music without any kind of satisfaction. You'll you'll get a satisfaction. Just relax. It is the most beautiful song. Oh I'm not kidding God. you. In the last week, I downloaded it like you have a week a good ago. Good divorce lawyer. Would you please let me shut this? up. In the last week, I, I probably you. like listened to the song 150 <laughs> times. It's so beautiful. It really is. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's one of a kind song. You know, they they don't make songs like that anymore. So I made sure that right. you know it was it was part of my album on Through the Veil. I love. You know it. why so they don't make songs like that? Because they don't have voices anymore. Everything mm -hmm. goes through a machine. Like Cher, Cher goes through a machine. She goes in a man, comes out a woman. <laughs> <laughs> 
So hold on. So let's talk. So okay, so you did three kind of traditional, fantastic, very well received R and B albums, and then you came out with this new album, and it's called Erica Kane, the remix album, and basically you've remixed all the fantastic R and B. Uh, songs and turned yourself into now. Besides a fantastic R and B artist, now you're in a like an EDM artist. What's that? What's that? Electronic mean? dance music. Oh, I love that. Too. I know you love it's it. That's what two, you're gonna like. My two favorite music. I know. I that's why it. you're gonna R&B like love it. And, and dance is my favorite. So, what made you decide to go ahead and do that? First of all, because usually, you know, a lot of times people do it the other way around because it's easier sometimes to break into the EDM market. Mm-hmm. They might break into the EDM market and then go into the R and B because that's so much harder. And you've already like a R and B superstar, so you did it kind of like reverse of everybody else. Like, how did you come up with that, or what made you decide to do that? Well, it kind of just happened naturally as I was doing the albums. Like, for example, um, very successful remixers um, remixed this album. Platinum producers Louis Martinet, Steve Miglior, and Stephen Focus. And they have all have platinum records, um, amazing talent. And as I was doing each album, I was like, you know what? Let me take a couple of these and, and do a few remixes. So I actually had the bulk of the album you know, already put together. And after Through the Veil, I was like, I need to do a couple of off of Through the Veil and complete this project. And um, then I decided, you know, we got to put it out. And I figured it was better to do it the opposite way because then you have so many different layers to the music. Absolutely. Because sometimes when you do dance music first, you can't really backtrack to R&B. You're right. You're right. No, no. I think it was really smart. I just have you see very few people do it, so I think it was a great decision. It was really smart. And do you remember the girl group expose? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think I'm not positive, but I th- that's who Joya Bruno. When he says Joya yeah, Bruno, she's, she's one of the she's singers one of, of ex- dearest, she's one of the singers in, in expose. And I believe that yeah. Louis Martinet might have remixed a bunch of their stuff yes, back in the day. I was going to say that. <laughs> when you say that because he did. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like six degrees of separation. Or now, actually, it's two. Who, who writes your music? You or you've got people that write for you? Um, myself and a couple other writers on the label, Lou Humphrey and Jasmine Joyner, are the writers of. Most of my records. So wait, I'm wait, 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 one more question, and then I'm going to give it to you. Um, I've often wondered, how is it that you write music and don't sound like somebody else's music? Where does it come from? I mean, there are just so many notes that you can switch around and combine to make a song. Where, uh, how do you get that cleared up where it's your song, your music, not the Supremes or, or Donna okay. something? You know what? It comes from the soul. I mean, I think... Sometimes when you, we all have influences and we're all, you know, inspired by artists we grow up with. But at the end of the day, if it's coming from your soul, it's original because there's no, there's no soul like you. You know what I mean? So as long as you, as long as you tune into that um, inspiration of, you know, your, your spirit and your soul and the message and what you want to get across and the feeling and the vibe... I mean, um, it speaks for itself, I guess. So is Lou, is Lou the same Lou who's like the head of BSE? Yeah, he's also a very talented musician and songwriter. He's, um, he wrote songs for Freddie Jackson. Um, he's a musician. He plays the guitar, keyboards. He's very talented. So Let's um, give a shout out. Let's get, what's Lou's last name? Lou Humphrey. Shout Lou out. Humphrey. I, I want to give you guys a shout out. I actually spoke to him on the phone yesterday. The nicest guy ever. He was such a gentleman, such a great, you know, no wonder he's so successful and you guys are so successful because he was just wonderful. So we just 
want to give him a shout out. Okay. Yeah. What, what what do you think about rap music? Um, I'm a fan of of conscious hip hop music. Um, hip hop music that has a message. You know, I'm not too much a fan of the the trendy. I mean, trendy music. Period. You know, I'm I'm not a huge fan. Um, but I, I like hip hop music that feels good and has a good message. There you go. I have an artist. I'm going to introduce you on but Twitter. Do you, do you call it singing? Um, no. <laughs> Neither do I. Neither do I. I call it talking. Yeah. Talking. Yeah. So when they say th that they sing this song, I get a ner little nervous. I say, no, Johnny Mantis sings. You're talking. <laughs> right. That is I, true. You got to remind them sometimes. I'm yep. going to actually introduce you, though. I'm working with an artist. His name's Drew Ross. We actually had him on uh, Apollo LA, Apollo Night LA on Monday. He was fantastic. He's, he's throwback. It's all positive. His first single's called Love Simulation, Stimulation for the Nation. And he sounds a lot like Snoop Dogg. Um, he happens to also be white, and he is, like, phenomenal. He is, like, a really, really... So I'm going to introduce you guys on Twitter, because I think you'll actually like him, and he's really, really talented. Yeah, I, kind of, I could tolerate it. Yeah, I listen to him. And I, you know, I'm not a fan of rap. It's not rap, though. It's hip-hop. Well, whatever the hell is the difference. <laughs> he, 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 but he talks with a song in his voice. He doesn't just talk, talk, like... I'm going to get you and kill you, woman. He doesn't like gangster rap. That's oh, his I whole thing. That. He I, doesn't I, like the people I, who I was talk driving down about bitches and hoes and oh, all wait. that stuff. He doesn't like that. I was driving that. down 3rd <laughs> Avenue one day in New York City with my top down, and a car next to me almost blew me away. Boom, boom, boom. That goddamn bass. He must have had uh, 50 bass speakers in the car. And then I hear the guy singing, woman, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to slit you. I'm going to cut you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. <laughs> and I thought, what the hell is this? And I looked at the guy, and I said, you got to be kidding he said, what's your problem, man? I said, my problem is your music is horrible. And he sped off. I have to actually tell you a story. And don't <laughs> use the word, so don't you say it. Let, don't, okay. What? But we, we were in a, an album release party Saturday night. And a guy had headphones on and he was singing. It was a black guy. And in the song, he used the N-word and shit. And I, I didn't hear all of it. I and Ron heard. goes... Why do you have to use that word? And the guy stops and looked at him, and I thought, oh, my God, we're going to, like, get killed in New York. No, we were because I had a, a second. Let me finish. I just told you. I let me finish. Oh, you beat me now. Ooh, and so, let's go to bed. Ooh, he's going to beat me. And, and, and then the guy said, what did you say? And he says, why do you have to have a song with that word in it? That's, like, terrible. And the guy said, you know what? That's really nice that you would say that. You know, that lets me know that you're not a racist. And, and you're right. We really shouldn't use that word you no, know, in you music. Know, you know why? Because right. I'm not going to use uh, Listen, I could use the word, no, but I won't. Listen, he, I... I I was at a party at a, a no. Um, we're not going to tell that story. No. Yeah, I'm going to tell. It's a nice story. No. Stop being afraid of, I, of what I'm you're saying. I'm not being afraid, but I don't want to have to edit it all out. You don't, I, have, I don't have to edit to it. it. It's a nice. I'm going to use. Cap. I'll spell it. Yeah. Okay. We were at a famous singer, my gorgeous black girl. She's magnificently beautiful, and if I was straight, I'd be in love with her and get married. BNGB. Uh, BNGB. Who, I know she is. Uh, she was from the, she's from the MC Hammer days. Oh, I mean, she's gorgeous. Can she oh, sing? She, she, she sang a song for Jimmy and I. That's our wedding song, and the song is called Love. Now, we're invited to the party in her home, magnificent home in Georgia, four stories high, elegant, gorgeously furnished. She's a beauty. It was like magic time. And um, somebody said the word N-I-G. The bad way to say Wait, the no, word no, that you're no, not no, supposed no, no, to no. say. No, 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 They said it the right way. N-I-G-K. N-I-G-G-A. N-I-G-G-A. And I was upset about it. You know, you can't do that. I'm white. And it's not nice. It's disrespectful to me because I don't use it. So why are you doing it? 
And I questioned the person on it. And he started to laugh. He said, Ron, he said, when we say it, we say N-I-G-G. With an A. With an A. When white people or people who are derogatory say it, they say N-I-G-G. With the E-R. That's the difference. So when you hear a rapper singing with that word, it's always N-I-G-G-A. G-A. That's permitted. But the R is not. So I learned that. Now, this guy was singing the song, but he used the R. He didn't use the A. And I said to him, I said, that's disgusting. How could you sing that song? What's wrong with you people? You're talking about yourselves. You're only going to encourage white young people to use the word. Mm -hmm. Because they say, oh, it's okay. The black dude down the road uses it. I can use it too. It's unnecessary. It's not a necessary word. I mean, I used it on the show today because it was a point I had to make about gay people say fag and they say that. So it's mm -hmm. as, as in joke. But that's got to stop, too. Even the fag stuff has got to stop. I'm not going to say it. I always say it as fun. But I'm gay. I mean, I'm allowed. <laughs> but anyway, that's not what I was talking about. You didn't even get to the point then, What's anyway. The point? Huh? Oh, so the point was they were all hysterical. They loved me. They thought I was a riot because of the things that I was saying. And then I said something else. I said, and what's this? What is it called? A wigger? The, the white guy that uh, okay. acts like a black guy? And I didn't know what that fully meant. And then they told me what it meant, that it was an insult. And I had no idea because I've heard it used in the music business all the time. And I thought that it was a proper word. You know, I came from the, I'm 76 years old, so I came from the old world where it was not polite to say any of these things. I mean, you right. just didn't do it. It was, it was just not done. And that's the way it should be now. Nobody yeah. should be and doing if it, it was, now. And if it was done, people were shocked and appalled and horrified. It was like, oh, my God, you, what's wrong Actually, with Actually, Sheree is in the chat room, too, and she's saying that she thought she was your girl because you just said BNGB was your girl. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I, I could be like Trump. I could have all of them. I mean, <laughs> you know, I love Cherie, too. I mean, there's so many. I wait, Listen, let me tell you something, my darling. Your being on this show, in case you didn't know it, is a big deal. We have had, because of Jimmy inviting, of course, all of the guests, some of the most talented, fabulous people on this show. You're going to find out that she's and I'm one not, of them. Oh, I, know, I love her already. <laughs> she's, up, she's my friend already. Um, and... <laughs> No, seriously, and you will see that we have the best. We don't have any junk on our show. I think once we had a jerk, and we sort of cut him short for 10 minutes and got rid of him. <laughs> but um, <laughs> No, but it's, it's true. It's true. All right, so let's go back to Erica. I want to hear her fucking okay, music. Okay, here's what we're going to do. All right. Jesus so Erica. Christ. Uh, I mean, All right, everybody. Music this out of this is Erica Kane, everybody. Oh, She's good. got a brand new album. It's called The Remix Album. We're going to play... Liberty, uh, her Liberty. new song, it's called Liberated. Oh, Liberated. Liberated. And Chad, you got the song ready? I'm I excited. All right, so here's what I want you to do, Erica. You introduce the song for us, and then Chad's going to play the song. And just so just hang out, but don't do anything you don't want anybody to see because everybody will still see you while we're listening to the song. Yeah, and you made me curse. <laughs> you made me curse. And, uh, you got and me upset. So let's go curse. with that. So you introduce the song for us. Chad's going to play it, and then we're going to come back and talk about it. All right, cool. Everybody check it out. This is my single, Liberated, off the Remix album. And it's available Amazon, iTunes, and Google Play. And it's a very empowering song. And it's the dance remix, so get ready to dance. Oh, there yeah, I'm, re go. I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> we were dancing at the Monster last week. What
there you go. All righty, everybody. So that was the fabulous Erica Kane. The new single is called Liberated. It's off of her remix album that's available on all the digital download sites right now. And it is awesome. And the chat room loved it. Eric, everybody liked, loved it, really. Yay. I, I'm so I, happy. I couldn't hear it because something was wrong with the equipment. And it didn't go through my earphones. We'll get so it I'm going to slip my wrists. Oh. Well, now you're going <laughs> to have guy. to play it in your car, That's right? right. No, That's right. No, no. As soon as the show is over and I go home, I'm going to play it on my stereo. There you go. Mm. You got to love it? it. It was fabulous. Do we have the whole album? Yes. Good. I want to hear the... While, while we're cooking, we'll play the album. There you go. So, everybody, it's called uh, the Remix Album. It's by Erica Kane. Remember, Erica Kane is with an A. So, it's A-R-I-K-A-K-A-N-E. It's got nine tracks on the Remix Album. Um, are, are all the songs remixed... Are, are are all the songs released on another album, or just some of the songs are released on some of your other albums and turned into dance mixes? Yeah, just a few from each album, and um, it's possible that I may do another one because there I have so many songs that would just be amazing remixes. So there's a possibility there. There you go. Do you, you gotta like. Do, love do that. you do covers? Yeah, I, I do covers. Um, actually. My performances um, over the past couple of years, I incorporated Aaliyah. I'm not sure if you know the, the artist. I do. Yeah. I, I don't. She's too young. I know her. Yeah. So I know the old bags. All the old bags. The old bags. <laughs> no, but I, some of them I knew personally, like Doris Day. Right. She's a wonderful person. I love Doris with all my heart. I was actually in the Bahamas you know Doris when Day she is? died. Yes. Who? Aaliyah, when she died. I, was, oh, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't even know she was alive. <laughs> First of all, you know what I like about Aaliyah? Because she's like you, was very versatile. And she actually did a song on the Anastasia soundtrack, which was like a cartoon about Anastasia, the the uh, Russian Tsarina or whatever, she, whoever she was. And like it was my favorite like song, and it was way out of character from what she like normally does. And she was so talented, and it was such a like a, a terrible, terrible thing. Well, like when she, I mean, it's terrible when anybody dies, but Aaliyah was just fabulous. She was such a super talent. Who are some of the people that you are influenced by or that you really like think are really like dope right now cool right now he doesn't don't, like the don't word say dope. dope i hate that word <laughs> no don't endorse the word dope it's terrible um to be honest that now i actually have i'm having more and more of a hard time um finding inspiration nowadays with music because um <clears throat> The value of music and the integrity of music seems to be lessening um, over thank the years. You, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I have to like dig into my background from when I grew up and, you know, influences from my family, like my parents, um, what they, who they listen to, you know, um, a very broad spectrum from Stevie Wonder to the Eagles to um, Fleetwood Mac, Manhattan Transfer. Oh my God, I love Manhattan Transfer. Chicago. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, Manhattan. And actually, people in the chat room uh, uh, are saying it's great to hear actually really good singing on a dance track because, you know, a lot of times all you know, people who sing on dance tracks don't necessarily always have great voices. Goes you know, through the machinery. It goes through the machinery. Like so the fact that you actually sing really well and can put it into a dance track right. is really, really cool, and everybody seems to appreciate that in the chat room. Like Cher sings like a man with constipation. <laughs> I read that somewhere. I read that once someplace. A male... Yeah, she see, and and that's what it really bothers me. Like, even the iconic artists that I grew up listening to, or you know, 
a bunch of generations grew up, they're trying to, you know, stay trendy and follow, you know, whatever. Doesn't you know, work. And it just doesn't work. No, nope. absolutely. Johnny, I agree 100%. Johnny Manthus. You know who Johnny Manthus is? Yes and no. Oh, my God. I know him. He's a wonderful human being. I love him. He's a mm -hmm. black artist. He's been around forever and ever. Mm -hmm. And he's he's he was the number one song forever. He saw, how many albums does he have? He's actually uh, well because they didn't track record sales back in those days. They say that if they would have tracked his record sales, he would be the number one selling artist of all time. Uh, him and Frank Sinatra would be the two most. Well, three hundred. I think they said he sold three hundred sixty million records. Yeah, wow. and so that's Johnny Mathis. Chances are, you know that song. Chances are, though I wear a silly grin the moment you come into view. Anyway, you well, have to look up Johnson Mathis. Anyway, like, he's awesome. He, he, um, I've heard of him, he, but I've never followed his career. He, he, he did the old Navy commercials for at Christmas like two right. years ago with Morgan I, Fairchild. I, I, ran, <laughs> I, I ran into him. I ran into him in the bread basket in, in um, Gayville, Hollywood. And we were chatting. And I was walking around the supermarket with him gabbing. And no one noticed, recognized him. And I said, Johnny, you're the most popular singer in the world. Why is nobody noticing you? He said, they don't. Nobody does ever. We got to the checkout. The checkout boy was there. And I said, do you know who this is? And the checkout boy said, no. I said, this is Johnny Mantis. He said, so? <laughs> so I grabbed Johnny and I held him. He said, no, don't. I'm used to it. Nobody knows who I am. So what does he do? He decides he's going to make some kind of a song. I don't know what the hell it was. But he was going to come to today's music. Well, it sounded like an old man in a nursing home trying, I don't know what the, and I said, I contacted him after, I said, Johnny, kill it, destroy it, get rid of every copy. It's not you, honey bunch. You've got a voice. You can right. sing. You yeah. can sing. This shit of today, they don't sing. No, you know? it's it's depressing because a lot of the, like, 90s R&B that I, I still, I listen to 90s R&B now because I can't get that anymore, and now the same artists that I listen to are coming out with albums with, they're not singing and there's auto tune and there's this and there's that and it's like no. No, I agree. Well, you know what? The kids today don't know the difference. I have a nephew who's finally come into listening to albums. Uh, Joni James, uh, Doris Day, Peggy Lee, the great artists of the fifties and sixties. And they say, oh, it's slow, it's dull, it doesn't have acoustics, it doesn't have explosions, it doesn't have bass. I said, no, it has a voice. And they say, who needs a voice? We need everything else. Mm, yeah, smoke and mirrors. Yeah, so kids today don't, oh, yeah, don't want a clean mic. They don't want anybody singing on a clean mic. So that's why we don't have nightclubs. Mm -hmm. Because if you were a nightclub performer years ago, there was nothing but a mic. No anything, not even echo or reverb. It was and that's what it should be. I well, mean, look at the voice. It's supposed to be about the voice, but now it's not, about not this anymore. big production. Exactly. It's about the celebrity judges, you know, careers and performing. Exactly. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, it and, and it's, You're right. it's screaming. It's not singing. When they hit those high notes, they sound like chimps in the jungle or crazy people being <laughs> murdered or raped. He doesn't like the. It's those high I notes. I like those high that, notes, so. Ah, that's screaming. He doesn't like the like Mariah it's Carey not, type singers. It's not singers. a high note, Jim. I love it. It's a it's a scream. A note you hold. You don't. Uh, 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 what they do that vibration <laughs> shit. Peggy <laughs> Lee. Peggy Lee used to take. <laughs> She's laughing. Wait, Peggy Lee used to take a breath, one breath, and she'd sing. 
Oh, I can't even think. I know I love her. I, I so many songs of hers. Um, anyway, anyway, she could hold a note with one breath. That was like a violin, clean. Who right. does that? Wendy Moten. You've got to look up Wendy Moten and listen to yeah, Wendy. I'll introduce her to you on Wendy Twitter. She's Moten. fabulous. You listen to that voice. It is velvet. It holds a note. It's enchanting. It's wonderful. Like you, because you can hold well, a note. I, I didn't hear you, so I, I can't give you that compliment. But I will. I'll write on your Facebook. But <laughs> listen to Wendy Moten. She's got an incredible voice. How that girl? They said Black Coffee by Peggy Lee. Is that a song? Black, no, yeah, Black Coffee by I don't know that one. Here's Peggy Lee. Just for a thrill. You made me leave my happy home just for a thrill. Now, they don't want that shit today. Today, they want just for a thrill. <laughs> I mean, well, the, yeah, there is. If it was just the voice and not everything else you know i mean there's just no there's... i agree and like she sang to a piano with an open mic i used to see her in basin street east in new york city 100 years ago when Be when peggy lee sang the dishes stopped they didn't serve the food if somebody began speaking she stopped and said whenever you're ready i'll continue mm -hmm. and everybody got embarrassed and shut their mouths so <laughs> you could hear a pin drop because when she sang, she sang a whisper. Just uh, uh, well, that kind of voice you can't do today. People fall asleep. One thing I liked about, especially especially the uh, the Through the Veil album, is like there are some like slower songs where you're holding notes and you're actually singing, singing, and that's how everybody knows that you are a great vocalist and mm -hmm. that you can sing because you know you can't you can't auto tune, you can't fix, you can't fake a ballad. You can fake all the dance songs and you can fake. Right. Fast up tempo songs, but there's no way to fake a ballad, and that's why. And her voice sounds like you're blowing through bamboo, which years ago was quite a compliment. Like a, a, like a, a bamboo wreath. That's what they like. You know what they used to put in the trumpets and stuff. So that's a great compliment when they say you sing like you're singing through a bamboo wreath. Mm. Your voice is that pitch of the wreath of a bamboo. And and in speaking, I don't know what you sound like in music. It could stink for all I know. I have to listen to you later. But everybody loves you in the chat room. Yeah, everybody think, like loves and you. And I think our chat room is pretty tasteful. I know. We have a very, because half the people in our chat room are music promoters. Right. And I know that Jimmy will like carry a living. on. <laughs> you know, if, if Jimmy thinks you're okay, he does. Oh, that was a great song. Blah, 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 and he moves on. He would not have gone so far as to do what he did for you. So I know you got to be good. She's fantastic, everybody. So listen up. Let's follow at Erica Kane on Twitter, you guys. Follow her record label. They've got a lot of other great artists. You can follow at BSE Recordings. Um, her website is ericacane.com. Are you Erica Kane pretty much in all your social media? Yep, everything. Instagram, Facebook, everything. All right, everybody. So check out Erica Kane. Again, we want you to go out. Remember that that uh, she's on a record label, but it's still indie, and indie artists you know, need to sell records so they can eat. So let's, uh, uh, even though she's had... Uh, like 20 song placements on the most popular TV shows in the world, and she's sold tons of records. She still needs to sell more, so please support Erica well, Kane. Let's have the price. That's so important to people to know what it would cost them to get her album. All you can do is go on iTunes. Like any idiot yeah, but, can do that. Yeah, we could tell them what, they, what your album They're all different. She's got a bunch of them. All <laughs> it's right. like $1.29 a song. 
probably, right? Mostly. So it's a yeah. dollar twenty-nine a song, now, now, everybody. Now, what else gives you joy and pleasure for a dollar twenty-nine? Think right. about it, folks. That's nothing, right. Nothing. You can today. be liberated for a dollar yeah. twenty-nine and get the right. new single "Liberated" by Erica Kane. No, my point is, you could listen to her over and over again for a dollar twenty-nine. You can't even get a, a pack of gum for a dollar twenty-nine, which you chew and spit out. There you go. You got so a lot. Go get the album, <laughs> folks. It's a good investment. You, you're Thanks. investing in, in fun. All right, you guys. So follow Erica Kane everywhere around. Follow BSE Recordings. Again, we want to thank Lou and we want to thank uh, Bruce Jackson from Blast FI and JFM Media uh, Radio for uh, setting this whole thing up. We wish you all the best in everything that you do. And uh, we hope the whole, whole, hope the whole album goes to number one and every song on it to hit. And it was a Thank pleasure meeting you. So much. It was such a pleasure. I love you guys. I, I hope. Oh, to be- I love you too. You're a sweetie girl. You're a nice. Absolutely. Girl. We'll have you back anytime you got anything to promote. Let us know, and we'll talk to you soon. And I'll see you on Twitter. All right. Sounds great. Bye, everybody. Have a, have a good Take one, honey. Bye. Thanks Bye-bye. for everybody listening. All right. All right. All right, everybody. That was Erica Kane. She's another one that sounds like a young girl, like a nine, ten-year-old girl. Doesn't she sound girly with that little voice? She's very girly, and she's. But what's her voice sound like for real? And Chad. Hi, Captain. Is there a reason why we couldn't hear it? Is there a way to play some of it? Let's see if we can hear it real quick. Can you hear this? No. You no. passing gas? It's only me and your listening audience that can hear. <laughs> Was that you oh, passing yeah. gas? No, only everybody else can hear, so Smart ass. we'll have to like play it. Like, from now on, you're going to have to start listening to it ahead of time in case we have these problems. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, well, I don't like doing that because then I, I'm, I'm not fresh. I, I know, like to go in there fresh. I know, but... And then it's rehearsed. And then it's rehearsed like, oh, I love your music. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I really think we should get this operation working so we can hear it. Wasn't it wasn't us. He likes, not the, us. he likes the element of surprise, I guess. Not yes. surprise, Chad. I found the success to all of my interviews with my legends. Uh, they all had uh, interviews rehearsed. I used to watch some of their interviews and then three or four would be alike. They would say the same questions and the same shit. I thought, how boring is this? Now, Ron Russell's not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to research anything. I'm going to finger my way through and find out what the nitty-gritty is. And that's why my ch- show, uh, what was it called? Set the Record Straight. <laughs> what was it called? Cue <laughs> card. Was, was such a great success. When I said to Jane Russell, what size bra were you in 1940? She was took it, taking it back. She said, a 36B. You know, I said, well, how come they said you were 34D? She said, I'm not a cow. You know, and those things were never in any of her interviews. So I figured the element of surprise with the star does work. You can get out of them the true thing, the nitty gritty. And once you do like all the other interviewers do, they research the star for hours. And it's corny. It's like, right. and what? Mo- and then the movie you were in 1954 where you lost your virginity. Blah, 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 blah. That's Jimmy's my part. Thing is, no, my thing is in 19... <laughs> Thanks, Chad. 1964 when you got banged on the set of that right. movie. That's you Ron's part. Up. You know, that kind of shakes the shit out of them. Yeah, I do, I, I do like how I you said, uh, roll off the cuff there, Ronnie boy. When I said to Cliff Robertson, I heard your ex-wife was a bitch. I never saw a man's face changed. I had to shake him out of a bush because all he did was, yep, nope, yep, nope. I can't stand an interview like that. Well, after I called his wife a bitch, he said, she's not a bitch. She was very nice. I said, well, she played a bitch. He said, well, that's called acting. So I got him to talk from a a, a nasty remark. Nice. Nice. All right. So I guess we're not going to really play music, though, if we can't hear it. Like, well, maybe we will in a second. But let's let everyone else hear it. Now what? darkness are we going into huh 
now what we're not going into any darkness. First of all, you guys, you can. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Our uh, our Fran Drescher show's got, got four million plays, so please you can check it out. It's on uh, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes. Actually, you, you can hear them on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audio Boom, Podomatic, Apple TV, iTunes, Spreaker. On television, you can watch the videos on Roku, YouTube, and video. We want everybody always to tune in live on Wednesdays from 3 to 5 p.m. on W4CY Radio, and that way you get to hear both of us and the fabulous Chad Murphy live. Oh, And yeah. I want to thank all of you who sent me IMs and, and emails about the Fran Drescher show. That's a perfect example of not being rehearsed. I became very emotional at one point in that show, and that was genuine and sincere to the fact where I was a bit embarrassed because professionals don't have emotion when they do interviews, but I couldn't help it. I was heard saying to Jimmy, I knew I couldn't do it when I spoke of Sal. Everyone loved the honesty and the sincerity and the, and the, the sadness of what I had to say. And people have said to me, Ron, that was your number one interview of the thousands of interviews you've done. And that's the element of, of, of surprise or uh, unrehearsed. Well, you can also hear us on Monster FM Radio in New York, Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, K4HD Radio in L.A. and all those other things. And, and uh, we post the shows pretty much right after the show and it goes into syndication. And we just want to thank everybody for tuning in all the time. Uh, we're having a lot of fun. The guests are always fun. We really wish Erica Kane all the best in everything that she does. Are we winding up? No. Oh, I want to thank all the aliens in the sky that listen to our show. They're cousins of mine and probably you know, <laughs> uh, relatives, ancient alien relatives. So I want to thank all the aliens that hear us. I mean, there you go. And listen, guys, come on down. We want to meet you. You know, it's time. It's time that the aliens come down. There you go. Also, you Maybe guys. Maybe they can get rid of ISIS. Do it from, the, from wherever you are. Also, uh, we want to like let everybody know that if you like like good movies, Tuesday, Don't Breathe came out with Stephen Lang. We interviewed him last year. He's Love fabulous. It. A really, really good and creepy horror movie, and it came out on Tuesday. You can get the DVD or download it from any of your digital platforms, and it is an awesome, awesome movie. So you definitely need to see Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang, folks, and Don't Breathe is up there with my Tony Curtis and a few others who I love, love, love. Here is a straight man, totally straight who was dancing with me, hugging me, and as wonderful as could be, not ho homophobic at all, enjoying the crazy gay guy that was interviewing him. He is a sweetheart. He is a great actor. That movie was wonderful. Go see it. It's a Hitchcockian. And if you want to be on the edge of your seat, it's one of those. Look, I got goosebumps. Look at my goosebumps. I, know. <laughs> I got all goosebumps talking about I can't wait for it to come on Netflix so I could watch it again. You know, like in bed with a chocolate cake and a container of milk. That, that's how I like to relax. Uh, he's just, that's Stephen Lang. And also, Stephen told me he's got three mo movies coming out where he's in them, starring in them. What are those movies called? The three Avatar sequels. The Avatar, and I love the Avatar movie. I'm crazy about it. It's my relatives. So uh, he's going to do three Avatar movies in a row. So we're going to see Stephen again. Um if we, you know, I'm tempted to go up to New York State where he lives. We went up to his town when we were house, house hunting. And Stephen said, it's a very quiet town, but you like it. Well, Jimmy and I went up there. It was more than quiet. It was like a graveyard. I mean, you didn't see people, but the <laughs> homes were beautiful. No, but it was definitely like uh, they were afraid of aliens and they were hiding or something. But Stephen, if you get the word, 
you're terrific. And his wife, I understand, is a fabulous Hollywood fashion designer. She does costumes for movies. So they're super talented people. There you go. You got to like love it. It was all really cool. But go see so that go movie. See movie. That movie Don't go see it. All you do is get it on iTunes, you guys. You can yeah, watch it on iTunes. It'll scare the hell out of you. I mean, he's a crazy bastard in that movie. Woo! Scary, scary what he does to those people. Also, you guys, you know, uh, uh, for everybody who's purchased uh, my short stories on Amazon, thank you so much. And we, we released a, an actual book called Dreamscapes, Monsters, Misery, and Mayhem. It's a collection of all the short stories put together in one book. It's only three ninety nine on Amazon. All you got to do is Google Jimmy Star on Amazon, and uh, you can get it. A bunch of the books are also in audio format. So uh, thanks again for your support, and please, uh, please get my new book. I had no idea that Jimmy could write. I know he knows how to spell. Because every morning <laughs> when I do my Facebook, I say, Jimmy, how do you spell this? Because I stink at spelling. I was never a good student. I was artistic. I can paint. I can sculpt. I can build. I can dress design. I can act. I can sing. I can dance. But I can't add and I can't spell. So I don't care. So people that read my Facebook page think I have an eight-year-old doing it for me. But no, it's not an eight-year-old. It's me, folks. The commas are wrong. Everything is, I don't know what I'm doing. But they read it. They like it. That's all that matters. There you go. Hey, it's Chad. The, it's what's in it, not what's That's right. Looks. Yes, sir. It's what's in it. Uh, so, Chad, here's what I want to do because like, I've got a, uh, we've got a new song. It's coming out on Friday. It's called Ooh, and it's by Mother's Favorite Child with Paris Toon and Tanya Tiet. And even though Ron and I might not be able to hear it on I, and I want everybody else to hear it because it comes available on Friday on iTunes for everybody to get it. And so how about if we play that, and then after that our guest will probably be calling in. Can you hear this? I'm going to do my nails while you're doing that. No, I can't hear anything. Bummer. All right. I'll introduce it, though. I'll introduce it. It's not our side. I, I really don't want All right, this. everybody, so listen up. This is a new song by Mother's Favorite Child. The name of the song is Ooh, O-O-O-H, Ooh, by Mother's Favorite Child. It'll be available on iTunes on Friday. Go get it. Here you go. Enjoy.
Mother's favorite child, and Ron and I got to actually hear it because I was on the W4CY app on my iPhone, hey. which you guys can go to the app, app store and download, and you can hear our show live every Wednesday from 3 to 5 p.m., plus all the other shows on W4CY. Meanwhile, the girl that was singing on the telephone sounded like Carmen Miranda. Do any of you know who Carmen Miranda you know is? Who? You know the girl who sings the song. I do, do I like her? Yeah, she sings Reflections of the Disco Ball. Oh, oh my God! Are you? That's the same girl. That's the same girl. That's my favorite song. Yeah, I know. That, she sounded like Carmen Miranda. Boom, chicka, boom, boom, chicka, boom, boom, chicka, ba. It sounded like to me on that stupid little telephone. You got to hear these songs on big sounds. I oh, could you imagine? I didn't know it was the same girl. I you got? Did you ever hear that song? Whatever he's talking about, Crystal Ball. No, he doesn't know it. Like he's not even. Oh, in the, it, nobody it, even knows he's there. <laughs> we're not on the air with him, are we? Yeah. Oh, we're on the air. Oh shit! Shit! shit. Hey, this is an easy job as guest. Just keep anyway, talking. Now we got to do the bullshit. Let Jimmy do the. Right. Like we, we never knew you were here. Yeah, we're gonna pretend like we didn't know you're. We don't know you're here. You're just coming on. All now. right, so everybody. Accept- you know. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. I guess we're going to say he's a musician, he's a producer, he's an artist, he's a songwriter. Basically, everything you do in the music industry, he's the go-to guy. We want to welcome Mr. Bob Curiano. How you doing? Welcome to the show. You said that very well, Curiano. Yes, we just discussed that. Yes. <laughs> no, we didn't. I've never seen you before. I have no idea who you are. <laughs> well, you know, all I aspire to be, like I said to some people, is your favorite nobody. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I just met you a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me let me introduce you to everybody first before we start talking. So this is our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hello, Signora Curiano. Come on, stai? Yes. Buongiorno. Oh, come on, stai? How are you? Oh, come on, stai? Actually, not stai. I don't know. Come on, stai? Then we got the mundo pian piano spariva lontanto lagu. Oh. You know what that Volare, is? Ho, ho, <laughs> cantare, ho, ho, ho. Well, blue, dipinto di blue, felice di stare qua su. Okay. Uh, hold on. We, we go. got a man. We got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Bob, welcome to the show, sir. Oh, Did oh, okay. That, I'm sir, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sir. <laughs> yes, sir. And then we've got a chat room. We've got a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. <laughs> That's you, Bob. Say hello oh, to everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. oh, the yeah, you're in the cloud. I'm over here on the other side of the screen. I'm not on the game yet, but hello. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that works. We need a director. I keep telling everybody we need a director. 
No, it's you know, very good. It's my first time. You know, the first time with anything oh, yeah. is. A- that's that's what she said last night. Oh my! <laughs> Actually, be, gentle. be nice. Uh, we're never gentle. <laughs> You're on the wrong. We're show. always nice. You're but on we're the never wrong gentle. show. Let me tell you. <laughs> so first of all, everybody, um, Bob. So you're actually calling us from New Jersey, right? You're in New Jersey. Jersey. Is that no, right? I, I'm actually in the bubble of Little Ridgefield, Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. Okay. We're going there in two weeks. Okay. Well, you I know, know, if you, I know. If you want to be my friend and call me. I'll I'll meet you. Okay. <laughs> we're, 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 okay. Let's go. We're we're going up to Stanford. A Stanford. Yeah. Okay, that's the coast, the big city town. Yeah, okay, you know, it's possible. Uh, actually, outskirts of Stanford. Kind of like near Monroe, New York, and con- Connecticut, that borderline sort of. Yeah, there's a zigzag borderline that runs right through there. Yeah. Right. That, that, that neighborhood. That's okay. So you're Now, call- listen, you're a producer. What do you produce besides produce? Right now, I'm just, you know, producing myself. That's good. You sound like a fun guy. Now, listen, seriously, what have you produced? Don't give me a tough time no, on this not, one. He's not, he's not totally a producer. Like, you didn't listen to everything I, I heard said. producer. My, my okay, intent, well, that's like... I was looking for a job. I know, he's a music producer. Oh, no, the last things were really the, those boy band adventures, you know. Oh, st- and, and if you're not a producer of movies, I'm not going to... He wants a role in a movie. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not worth my time to talk yeah, <laughs> No, okay. So first of all, let let's talk. Well, first of all, I, I want to talk a little bit about the boy band stuff because, like, I love the boy band stuff. Um, basically, uh, boy band. That's Aaron. Uh, like that, but he's worked with boy bands much bigger than Aaron. Oh, is Aaron the boy band? Aaron was in a boy band, but there's a, like Wasn't a million it boy the bands. Boy band? No. It's what called World Worlds Apart was his boy band. Oh, I thought it was. Yeah, you know, but guy, these are boy band stories with not with not with happy endings. That's okay. I don't have. We don't we have don't to talk about. That. We don't have to talk about all those stories. Just in general, who you. So, like, I know that we we um, like I think you were one of the very first writers and producers for the Backstreet Boys, which are arguably probably, but them and NSYNC are the two biggest boy bands probably in history. Um, right. That's and, correct. Uh, you know, I knew Lou Pearlman a long time ago, 1973. Uh, actually, the story was that Lou wanted to be a boy band star. His cousin is Art Garfunkel. And he lassoed me and wanted to become the next iteration of Simon and Garfunkel. Ah. So I sent you a little photo of Pearl. Yeah, I know. I saw a picture of you. Okay. Do you think it would work today, Simon and Garfunkel? Yeah. You think? Well, I think it would work with like an older audience. Could we get them to rap? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of lost in the shuffle with that. Picture Simon and Garfunkel rapping. <laughs> so actually, you were the form Lou Pearlman and all the all the negative things that like happened with Lou Pearlman and all the different like stuff that happened with the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. You're like way before that, and and, and you were actually you know writing the songs that they were recording. Well, he called me and said, "I found these kids. Can you come down and help me out?" I went to Orlando. These were nice little kids playing pinball, and they couldn't sing or dance really that well together. So I had three days. I put them in the studio, gave them something of a demo they could lip sync with and showcase to record labels, and and they did, and I didn't have a contract. And when they got signed, (laughs) you got the rest is is history. What is wrong with you? What are you, crazy? Oh, my God. You know, they're smart. That's the worst story I've heard in days. Stop Ooh, it. I don't want to hear any more. Bad story. 
Look at the money you lost. Holy shit. Yeah, you I, want I, would, I would have taken all their throats out so they couldn't sing. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Just rub salt into the wound. You know, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> no, I'm, okay, so- I'm being a paisano. I'm feeling your pain. I mean, that's a bitch. They made a lot of money, those people. Those kids, right? Didn't they make a lot of oh, money? Backstreet Boys, absolutely. I, I know, I know, I know most of them. I, I think I know who they are. Also, you know who they are, but I. Uh, well, I'm a hundred. I don't follow kid shit. I mean, I lo- I'm a boy band like fanatic, and so like I also know you wrote, uh, you wrote the song "Blue for Natural," which Natural Natural was an unusual boy band because Natural, and I might be wrong if I remember, because I had every boy band album, but Natural they could actually play instruments. Did you have a contract? None of the other boy bands could like. Could like really? They, nobody else really played instruments all so much, but natural. They actually learned how to play instruments, so they could have actually played instruments for their music. Right, well, did you, have, was, a, did, did you have a contract? I did. I Are did finally get smart. Right, Just as go. the record business went down the toilet, I got. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> you are a riot. You know what? I it's have fun. to have a sense of humor. We should meet you in Connecticut. We should go to lunch or something because we're not going to be there for dinner. We're just going to be there for lunch. We should call you. We could have a lot of fun at lunch. I think, though, I think it's cool. So, like, because one thing is that I find very unusual about you and your career, you know, most people who who work with boy bands and write songs for boy bands, you know, that's like kind of like a bubblegummy pop kind of thing, which I happen to like and not like a lot. Um, but then on the other uh, on the whole other spectrum of the whole music industry, then you're the bass and guitar player in Rainbow, which is arguably like one of the coolest like rock bands in history, and probably like the top you know 15 like rock bands of the like, coolest songs and stuff ever, you know. And that's not bubblegum pop, you know. Listen to it with like a little 12 year old girl's music, and, and and that's such a big diversity that you don't really see that a whole lot from people who work in the industry. So for me, that seems like. Uh, Something that's just very unique and, and different about you compared to other people who who are in the same industry doing the same uh, thing yeah, that you I do. Yeah, I thank you. My Italian genetics allowed me to hear music and allow me to play all these different genres of music. It sort of came with my uh, upbringing, and you know, I was playing accordion as a little Italian kid. The American song. Oh my God! You too. My parents gave me an accordion, and I was about four. I, I must have said, "You got to be out of your fucking minds." I mean, <laughs> yeah, I never saw on. so many. I never saw so many buttons in my life. Well, I mean, we sat there in front of, of Lawrence of Welk. I watched Lawrence Welk and Marvel. That's what shredding on the accordion was. You know? Yeah, but I sat, <laughs> I, I, shredding listen, on the accordion. I, I sat on a chair at about six years old with little blue, navy blue shorts, like, you know, little short shorts. Yeah. And I, got, I pinched my dick with the accordion when I was squeezing it. <laughs> my, my little bird got caught in the accordion. It's true. You know, when you, it's like an accordion, you know, pleated. The bellows, and, yeah. The bellows. And you're supposed to put it on your, on your thigh when you're little, but the damn thing was bigger than me, and I got caught in it. That's hilarious. So, so for, wait you know, a minute. Not, not the end of the story. Must have been a wake-up call. No, yes. <laughs> no, I loved it so much, I started to play the accordion every morning and night, yeah. <laughs> hoping I'd get caught. No, but I t- I told my parents this is this is for the birds, not me. That damn thing was stupid. And my father used to play it like you can't believe. Now this is going to freak everybody out. The world war just ended, the Second World War, and my father friend had a pickup truck, and they took all the bars down, and all the neighbors got on the pickup truck, and my father had to be a show off with the fucking accordion. Well, the damn thing broke. Oh no, he didn't have an accordion. He had the other thing. The, uh, the other thing you squeeze. That's the, an accordion. No, 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 not the accordion. The, re- the, the cylindery thing. 
the cut the Italian thing. What the hell is it called? Oh Jesus! The cylindrical thing that you squeeze. Now come on. No, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. With buttons. What is it called? The Constantino. The Constantino. Oh, you you know that's that's too Italian for me. I, I no, don't go that, that. That's deep. what they were doing, and they were playing the. And I remember hanging off the back of the truck, terrified, because I thought I was going to fall into the street. They didn't care. In those days, they didn't do what they do with kids today. I mean, back then, you know, you, I used to play on the rooftops of the apartment buildings down the block, up and down the fire escapes. I could have been killed any time. My parents didn't care. But they but cared, it wasn't, but it wasn't it, cool to play accordion anymore after the British invasion. I threw it out. Well, you see, you're, you're, you're way younger than I am. I was already old and married with a kid with the British invasion. I'm going back to after the Second World War. And um, I then studied the piano. And the piano guy that was, was, he looked like Nat King Cole, he was a dear friend of my dad's at Elsa Grange's acting studio in New York City. And I sit there and he'd smoke and he kept a cigarette in his mouth, never, and just letting it, and I couldn't stand the smell of the cigarette. So I no longer, so then I, I decided to dance <laughs> <laughs> and become a professional dancer, but I'm six foot tall. And in those days, they didn't hire six foot tall dancers because all the men were tiny little queens and the girls were little tiny girls. So I looked like this big skinny jerk. Then they, I went to, to do West Side Story. I went, <laughs> balls I had in those days, to a, a cattle call for West Side Story in some apartment. And uh, they said, you're too ethnic looking. I said, but isn't that like Spanish? You know, supposed to be Spanish. They said, oh, that's yeah, right. but you look Italian. I thought, well, what's the difference? You know, we, <laughs> Italians and Spanish yeah, but, look alike. Yeah, really. you weren't white. You're not a white person. No, I think what they was really saying was, you act like a fag. Now get the fuck out of here. So I think that's what it was. You're too faggy to. You're gonna be. We're married and we're gay. He's allowed to use you're the gonna fag be, word. You're going to be. Flitting, <laughs> you're not. Yes. You're going to. You're going to be flitting out there, a six foot fairy with long hair. You're going to be flitting out there. But you know, to me, all the old, all those queens in those days were backup boys. Absolutely. Every course. So hold on, was, I want to go back though. Queen. Okay, okay, I want to go back. Okay, so first of all, anybody who doesn't know who Rainbow, like if you Google it, it'll say Richie Black Blackmore's Rainbow. They had the songs like Stone Cold, Street of Dreams, Since You've Been Gone, Stone Cold, awesome, awesome song. So, so you're not a founding member, but you tour with them, and you're going on tour again soon, right? He reformed Rainbow after a 20-year hiatus from rock and roll, and it just was reformed for him to have fun and play some old songs. He, and I'll have to say that we're, there were not rigorous rehearsals. He was not out to be king of the mountain or prove anything really. Again, he already had his legacy. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Deep Purple. And so, we, you know, a lot of folks were, oh, he God, he's coming back. Just I'm going to love it. And the other half was, can he still do it? I'm going to scrutinize everything, you know. And then I got the social media depression from all the blah, blah, blah that goes on associated with anything like that. Absolutely. And we walk on stage with a band put on paper with hardly any rehearsal, 16,000 seats sold out. And I'm cursing him under my breath. And I go, you bring me back you know, this way. And it's not a blues band. We're playing Highway Star. Things are involved. And he's laughing, you know. We have a, we can we can laugh about things, Richie and I. That's what keeps it good. Absolutely. And so it went well, though, right? It went well, but you know, you know what? At this age, should you have any expectation? I have to manage my expectations. Oh, I don't mean, do that! Don't be, do that! 
Don't do that. Stop. Halt. Do not. Fatimity. Don't. There's no such thing as age anymore. I'm 76 years old. I started a new <laughs> career. I'm television. I've been on television always. Jimmy and I got married, and he made me come on this show. I don't do radio, so I'm learning the radio portion. I thought I was retired. You don't retire until you're in the box. When you're in the box and they tighten the screws, then you retire. But until then, my friend, forge forward. You're going to be great. Come oh, no, I'm not saying. I, I, I go with a sense of humor, though. To, for me to have expected the, the highly precision delivery of a polished show that takes, I know, many dozens of shows to get there, we right. were just never going to have that. And I had hoped we could circumvent that, get right to it. But no. But anyway, I had fun. But, uh, you know, there was that tenseness because it was never done before. And there were there were a lot of guys and people, even the old guard who wanted to come back in. And Richie was not really intending to do it as sort of a, uh, a uh, not a reformation, but, a, you know, bringing back the old band personnel. He was just inventing another band to play the songs. Well, listen, if you got talent, you're going forward. If you don't have talent, you're yesterday's toilet paper, as Betty Davis said. Well, well, you played bass and guitar, and so you're friends with Richie Blackmore, because otherwise you wouldn't be involved in all his projects, which is awesome, because he's like he's like incredible. He's such an incredible artist. And and so then you also played bass and guitar in Blackmore's Night, which is like uh, like a duo, right? I believe that's a duo. Well, they call it a duo, but it, it's really a troupe of medieval minstrel type Renaissance music. And uh, it's far more diverse than just playing the, the rock show because it involves acoustic and different rhythms. It's, 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 I, that's where Richie and I really sort of connected because I was able to step up to these different uh, approaches that finally he could explore after having played the greatest rock riffs uh, in, in history. Well, what, what were Richie's successes? Richie? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you know, Deep Purple was six, 1968. I know that. it started with Hush, and then it moved on to, I think, Smoke on the Water is the one that remains well, that the was iconic. great. Smoke, yeah, I love that song. It's freaking so, awesome. So he has some good successes, and his success will continue, because when you have talent and successes, it doesn't die. It He's doesn't like an icon. It doesn't go away. Okay, so then you're also, because I, so basically you play bass and guitar like in a lot of cool bands. Uh uh, I had I didn't actually know what Mink Deville was, but you the you played uh, for several on, off and on for several years, uh, bass and guitar in Mink Deville, uh, which I had to Google them and like they were very popular. I didn't know who they were. Um, well, they were a cult band that came out of the CBGB scene that was you know part of that whole Talking Heads and television and Blondie, and they, they came out of that situation even though. They were, really weren't that style band. Richie was, I mean, uh, Mink DeVille was trying to recreate something of the Benny King drifters type approach. And it came out a certain unique way. Uh, Jack Nietzsche, who worked with, uh, oh God, who was the producer with the Wall of Sound? Uh, uh, oh, you're just like me. Are we related? <laughs> <laughs> the synapses don't fire as quickly as they used to. That's for, that's for masturbating too much. <laughs> when you're very young, no, my father used to say, if you jerk off too much, you're going to get stupid. <laughs> well, but it's just, good for your prostate, no? I, I don't know about that. Is it? I, I guess. Was it good for It is. Know? I don't know. Okay, if it is, it I, is. I hey, thought, I'll I, take it. I thought, <laughs> I thought butt screwing was good for your prostate. <laughs> you know, th here we go. 
Here we go in the dirty Are we going side. in this direction? We're, listen, we're uncensored, unfiltered, and we can say whatever we fucking choose to say. <laughs> That's what makes our show so terrific because people feel like they're in our kitchen having coffee with us like regular people. <laughs> we don't do that, you know, at, what is it, CNN bullshit. And now Ron Russell reporting on Shares Bush. I don't well, like shit. I could go with that. In fact, I wrote a song that makes fun of this urban language now that uses some very risque terms in terms of you know the sexual activities and the names associated with it, like a blumpkin, a blowjob while you're taking a dump. <laughs> that's gross. We don't do that. That's gross. No, that's awesome. No, I, 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 I think I, that's, you know, whoever heard of President-elect Trump. When he said, fuck you to whoever, I think ISIS. I mean, I thought that was absolutely our show. He should be on it when he did I invited that. him. I mean, Donald Trump just got so disgusted. He said, fuck him. I mean, not from a president, <laughs> not really nice. But what are you going to do? That's who he is, and that's who we are, and people seem to love us. And, I like Blumkin. But wait a minute. <laughs> vulgarity, vulgarity today is not what it was in my day. In my day, it was horrific, and people would cringe. Today, vulgarity is, you know, I mean, you walk in a room, hey, hi, hey, hey, Bob, how the fuck are you? You know, and it's very oh, understandable. It's We've de-evolved a little bit in our manners. I, well, but I, 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 I use four-letter words. I have to say I do. So do we. I love them. <laughs> You know what? But Blumpkin's like seven. No, that's gross. But but curse curse words to me are like an ejaculation. When you do a curse word, you get rid of all kinds of toxic poisons in your body, because to to keep hatred or anger in your body is not healthy. But if you're angry and you say, "You motherfucker, I'm going to get you, you son of a bitch," somehow those words seem to relax me. It feels good to release it. Yeah, I, I you know you might be ready for a rusty trombone. Well, what's a rusty what's trombone? A rusty We're trombone. gonna love this. No, one. I'm not gonna tell you. Oh come on! <laughs> You're a gonna rusty... have to Google it. Wait, no, 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 no. A rusty on, trombone, come on. Come a dirty on, Sanchez. You know, I, I, I was writing this little ditty song called "Mission Agogo." It was a knockoff of a '60s, uh, mid '60s go-go surf music thing, and I wanted to call it "Mission Agogo." I was boning up on the term "mission is a go." Well, when you're on a mission, you're out for sex. When the girl is good to go, she's ready for sex. And associated with all the, that lingo are things like Dirty Sanchez, Rusty Trombone, and Donkey Punches. Okay, so What's rusty a trombone? Rusty Trombone, and a plural is Rusty Trombones, and it's very vulgar, and it's the actor performing analingus whilst, whilst reaching in between the legs to administer manual stimulation of the penis. I don't even know what that was, what you said. Yeah, well, wild. It's, 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 eating somebody's, it's eating somebody's ass and, and uh, jerking them off at the same time. <laughs> See, that, 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 to me is, that to me is disgusting. And Wait, vulgar. what's the other one? What's the, the Sanchez? What's the Sanchez thing called? I just like cursing. I don't like the descriptive <laughs> no, wait, stuff. Wait, he gave us another one, though. What was the, the other one? Up. A donkey punch. Now, I, really oh, I know what a donkey punch is. I know what, what that is. What is a donkey That's punch? That's when you get punched in the back of the neck. It's like no, a, well, yeah, for well, what reason? Well, that, no, no, that's when you're getting it from behind and you hit her in the back of the head so she tightens up and makes your ejaculation more pleasurable. Now, I really didn't want to do this. Kind of <laughs> okay, I so have news for you. In our, fact, rating, listen, our, our, our ratings are probably going to go through the roof tomorrow, right now. tomorrow, <laughs> you know, we, we have over two and a half million people all over the world that listen and watch this show. And so, like with Fran Drescher, we just got a tremendous, I interviewed her two weeks ago. What a what a call we got on that. I mean, how many millions we got? Three and a half four, million? Four million. Four million 
Four million hits on franchise. Yeah, they're going to love it. And actually, there's a movie called Donkey Punch, and it's like a horror movie. Now, you with know. you, we're probably going to get four million. Wait, what's the other one, though? What's the something Sanchez? <laughs> now, listen, you got to listen to the song I wrote, Mission to Go-Go, because it makes a whole thing out of it. There's dialogue in the middle. Mission to Go-Go. Okay, we're going to and, and, Yeah, Mission to Go-Go. It's, it's my little take on all this language. And in the middle, there's the voice of Mission Control saying, listen, to these two agents who are out on their mission. I want good, clean sex. This time, I don't want any donkey punching, any blumpkins, any, any rusty, <laughs> and no rusty trombones. And, okay. and, and the female agent, in her very erudite English way, says, my God, no rust. And he says, I rather like that rusty trombone. And, and this is the kind of dialogue <laughs> that's in the song. And these songs are, I don't know what they are because there's no more music business. These songs, they sound like they're from a show that should be off-Broadway. Only I don't really have a show. There's songs about nothing, really, but just me in my old age with my wandering mind. Ranting, rantings of an old man. Actually, hold on. Here's what I want to do, though. So, so uh, you have a prize. Is, is the video, is the Miserable Together for Life song, is that part of the whole like, song for your favorite nobody? Miserable for Life song? It's Miserable Together for Life. It's a fun it's, song. It's part of this bunch that, uh, you know, I haven't put together, but I think there's songs from your favorite nobody, because that's me. And uh, I think you're a riot. I, no, no, wait, wait. We're going to play this. Hold on. We're wait, gonna hang play. on, hang on. I got a new career. We don't have him. much time, though. Well, do stand up. You'll make money today. They make a lot of money stand up. Hang on. I'm scared to death. I'd rather do it with the song. I can't stand up and just rattle it off, you know, like, well, well unless did, you're did, there with me, helping me. I did stand up for 45 years. Chad, 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 so Chad. It's easy. Yes, sir. Okay, stop, stop, stop. So hey, Chad, easy. do you have the video for uh, Miserable Together for Life? Yes, sir. Well, right. you could play the soundtrack. The video is just a slideshow. Oh, it'll just play, play, it. just, it'll just play, play the song. It's just going to play the song anyway. Well, I'm going to uh, give you an intro about what it is. Yeah, give us an One intro about what it is. One of my favorite movies was Annie Hall. In the movie, Woody turns to Keaton and says, look, I believe there are two kinds of people in the world, the horrible and the miserable. <laughs> the horrible, well, they're people that no, no eyes, no legs. I don't know how they get through life. And the miserable is, is just you and it's like everybody else, just you and me. So I thought, wow, that's funny. You know, I'm going to write this song, Miserable Together for Life. And again, it's a little bit of light satire, kind of dry stuff. Are you dry. singing? You're singing on this, right? I'm singing, yeah. I'm singing in my Rat Pack, you know, style voice. And uh, there's there's a girl Frank with me. Frank Sinatra. Well, you know, I'm not going to. No, no, we're going to let everybody hear it anyway. So, so we don't hear anything. No, you're going to hear it. Just relax, Chad. Hi, Captain. Tell me to relax. All right, so so go ahead and introduce the song to Chad. Then hang on, we're going to play it for everybody. Okay, miserable together for life. Thank you, Woody, for the inspiration, Woody Allen. There are two kinds of people in the world: the horrible and the miserable. And we're lucky to be miserable. Miserable together for life. Oh, I that's so sad. <laughs> There are two kinds of people in this world The horrible and the miserable What a true revelation I have gained While the horrible may have no legs Or have no eyes to see All the rest of us are so lucky to be miserable like you and me. We're so lucky. 
Everybody, that was that was that was miserable together for life by our guest who's on the air right now, Bob Curiano, and he's got another song that we're gonna get one day and play for you guys called "Missing a Go Go" because that's the one. Mission a Go Go, that's the one I want to hear. This one was very cute. It had an it old, bad, very good, an old um, rock, not not rock, roll swing, swing of my day, not the swing of today. It's a different swing. Did it's you know a nice, that? It, it's a nice little two step, you know. It yeah, just, uh, it, yeah. It, it, what we called it, doing the Lindy to it, you know, da, 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 or right. like the form of a jitterbug, slow jitterbug. Chad, what did you think? The Lindy. It took me back in time. There you go. Oh, you and I like it though. It's funny days, too. Chad, you're, but, too, you're too young to know those days. We talking about? I know Blue Eyes. Yeah, as a, as an old man, but you didn't know Frankie when the girls used to go <laughs> to the Brooklyn. What do you call it? Theater and scream and throw their bloomers at him and bras and. Yeah, I got a little bit the, of late late Frankie. Yeah, that was early, Frank. What was it called? The Brooklyn, what was it? Paramount Theater. The, my sister used to go, and she would stand on that line for hours and hours for Frank, for Frank Sinatra. So, so would you, uh, like, 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 do you listen to modern day music, like stuff that, that, that you he would hear like on the radio now? Do you listen to any of that? You know, radio, what is radio now? What is the top ten? I can't put my finger on what is really going on anymore like the old days when you knew what it was right in your face. Because it comes and goes so fast. Know. 
because there's too much there's too much of everything exactly. today no matter what you do there's just too much of it you know too many instruments too many lights on coffee pots and uh, microwaves i mean my kitchen has like 9000 clocks yeah it's called overstimulation it's called blinding he has a heart attack with the remotes, the television remote that's got six zillion buttons on it do now. Know, do, do you know how many <laughs> remotes we have for the garage? To, to, we could turn the car on from the house. We could, the televisions. The, the, he then, hates the television then one. Then we have Roku, Netflix, your sister's ass. We have all of those things that you have remotes for. You know, do, and do you I just, need a GPS to find out where you're going? I, yeah. I don't I never use that. Uh, we actually use that. Well, we use it because we don't know where we live. But, <laughs> but when we lived in, in, when, in New York or L.A., I mean. When I lived in Florida, I didn't need it, but I know, need it here because I don't know where like I'm my going. Like fa my father used to say, hey, New York, I know every cellar and attic, which is true. I know every attic and cellar in New York. It's my home, my town. Where, you, you're not New York, are you? I was originally a New York guy, you know, and I see the Empire State Building behind you. And I said, you know, I'd like to volunteer. I'd like to come to the studio and sit there in the flesh with you. But I think you're broadcasting from some like secret bat cave. Like nobody's. Where are you're, you? You're right. You're right. You want to know why? It's an unfortunate story. We're the first married gay couple to have come forward and do this kind of a show and be a number one success. There are a lot of people, not a lot, but there are some people out there who uh, throw gays off of roofs, you get it? That yeah. may harm us. That may harm we us. We get a lot of death threats and stuff. Therefore, we have a Brazilian <laughs> Mastiff dog, 130 pounds. He's a lion, and he will kill you if you come here. <laughs> no, he will. My nephew came to stay with us, and my dog only wanted to kill him. And I kept saying, but Billy's a nice boy. Look, he's a good boy. He's my nephew. You know, smell him, smell me. Maybe we smell related. And he didn't give a shit. Shazam wanted to kill him. Because so, that's what the dog is bred for. You're not, nobody's allowed in this house that's not uh, another dog, he thinks, like him. It's sad that we have to feel this way. We lie about where we live. We give a different town, a fake town, so that if they do come a-looking for us. Well, I, I mean, I can't believe that's still going on. You have to be in a big city to sort of meld in, right? Mel well, we are in a very big city. I mean, we're that's in a very, a very populated area is what it is. In the woods, but populated. Um... So this is how you have to live. It's, it's sad, but, but that's what happens. You know, black people years ago down south used to do the same thing when they lynched them on a tree and, and burned them. You know, they went through the same shit that we're going through. Believe it or not, do you, have you ever heard of that TV show, Duck Dynasty? There's an example. Yes. Okay, yeah. well, here's, here's like an example for that. I, I, I despise Duck Dynasty. I think it's, just, I do I think it's atrocious. And I, it's I, tweet, I tweeted out because you know there's a very anti-gay show, and I tweeted out something against Duck Dynasty. And number one, I, I have a mil over a million followers on Twitter, and I lost fifty thousand of them in in like an hour after doing that. And I also got about fifteen hundred death threats from doing that. And it's so Cause sad because I, I tweeted something bad about him, saying I thought the show should be pulled off the air, that it was a disgrace, you know. And and I I got so much backlash from it that it kind of made us a little bit afraid because you don't no, know where those not, people not are. I'm not afraid of anybody. I mean, I got a gun and shoot everybody's balls off. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Uh, I don't like the concern. I, I, I don't like the idea that I have to worry about where I walk because people don't like me. That's like the craziness that's going on now with the Trump people. Trump won because everybody was in the closet. Nobody wanted to admit they were going to vote for Trump because they didn't want to get insulted and thrown off the Facebook. So Trump's people came out of the closet and voted for him. Well, that's what we do.
We're in well, the closet. Nothing you against you, you guys, but you, you wouldn't be able to go to a town in the middle of those red states, in the middle of nowhere, and live there. You might have some difficulty, you know? I have news for you. In New York City, I wouldn't live in Harlem, and I wouldn't live down in Greenwich Village. Because we go to those places. We have many, many, many dear black friends. And when we go up there, a lot of them are concerned. They'll say, you know, don't, don't, white guys up here looking too gay, you know, watch it. So we have problems. Sometimes they pick us up. Hang on, you guys, because we've only got a minute. Well, anyway, so we they'll, they'll, we'll, we'll be at 59th Street. And they'll drive down and get us and bring us up to Spanish Harlem. And then they'll bring us back to 59th. Well, so I thought we got past that in the days of Studio 54 when, or when no. everything was out in the open. No, yeah, baby. No, baby. No, baby. <laughs> Hang on. So, no. Bob. Some people still hide the First fact. First of all, we're going to have to bring you. Some people I, hide I, I the fact go. they're Jewish because they, people are so anti-Semitic. We're in a terrible country. We have to straighten it out. Absolutely. But, but first of all, we're going to have to bring you back because it was a lot of fun in the time. Yes. Really, really fast. Yes. First of all, though, I know you don't do a lot of social media, but you are on Facebook. So uh, yeah. like, how do people find you on Facebook? What's your Facebook? Well, it's a musician page. Just my name, Bob Curiano. They'll find you go. Facebook. All right, everybody, so check out Facebook.com, Bob Curiano, and... Uh, uh, and I have this pseudonym, Bob Nouveau. It's a long story. We'll get to it the next time. There you, you go. got it. And uh, you're a lot of fun, and you're a sport, and I like that. You're a good guy. A and lot yes, of fun. We can call, leave, a, leave a number after the show. I got, us, I got us all the okay. information. And if we have time, because what we're doing, we'll give you a call. Maybe we'll run over for coffee. Thanks, guys. I really love it. Thanks for having me. Hey, Bob, Great. you're a superstar. Thank you so much. Everybody, have Bye. a good one. Thank Thanks you. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Next week, we're going to have uh, part of the cast from uh, Vamp Bikers, Trey, coming on. And we got a couple other guests. I, I don't have them all like worked out yet, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, we uh, want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And have a great weekend. Everybody in the chat room, Cindy, Cindy Ginger, Iris, the gang, everybody, the gang. The gang. Hey, Thank the you gang. so much, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Bye, Chad. Thinking, what are we gonna be wearing? Yo, I'm a Liverpool MC. You can't trust me. Big up the girls inside the party. Let's get down to crazy Jimmy. Big up myself and all as I'll be the one and only the Turkish MC. Always love the clothes of Jimmy. Bitch, I'm your one and only Jimmy Star, new celebrity. We'll take you out.